You're listening to the Afro Chi Podcast, a show for my fellow Black female energy healers and the everyday woman who wants to heal her energy in a creative and holistic way. You'll hear from Black female healers who share their knowledge, gifts, and experiences and enlighten you on how to tap into your powerful Black energy to get the results you need to live an energetically free life. If you're ready to become unstuck, find freedom and peace energetically, stay tuned. I'm your host, Kiara Flipping. All right, guys, today I have the pleasure of speaking with the founder and owner of the Energetic Alchemist here today to share with her, share with us her insight on Reiki, which is an energy healing technique. Our guest can be found on her own podcast, Reiki Radio, and online at theenergeticalchemist.com. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with none other than Yolanda of Reiki Radio. How are you? Honey, after that intro, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, honey, thank you so much. Um, yes. Yeah, I have been looking forward to this. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited as well. So I had the pleasure of being on your podcast, which was actually like my very, very first podcast ever um to talk about how I integrate Reiki into my practice and I've always told you like I'm a podcaster now but I'm really not big on listening to other podcasts I have I have my select few just because I don't know I'm I'm a weirdo and I I like listening to weird non-conventional things so when I found your podcast Reiki Radio I was like ah oh my god somebody is like podcasting about stuff that I want to listen to um so for a while you were the only podcast I ever listened to and I listened to every episode and I just love 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 your podcast so you invited me on I was like total fan girl I was like oh my god a celebrity (laughs) invited me on her podcast you are like Reiki when I think of Reiki I think of Yolanda so when I started my podcast and I wanted to cover Reiki, I honestly could not think of anyone else but you. So it's just an honor to have you here today to share your insight on Reiki. So thank you. Honey, I have to say, <laughs> I mean, honestly, truly, that is such a huge compliment. And I have to tell you, one, it was a pleasure having you on the show because your work is just phenomenal. And it's beautiful to see the different ways that people are bringing Reiki Mm -hmm. into the world and how it's being shared. But I have to also say too, I'm so excited about the Afro key podcast. Like, are you kidding me? I, (laughs) you know, have been doing my podcast since 2013 and it's Mm -hmm. been really challenging finding other women of color to interview, Mm -hmm. um, in this arena around, um, this work. So I'm so excited and proud to be able to be on this podcast. And I thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So I just want to dive right into it. I know we've been throwing around the word Reiki. So for those listening that maybe they've heard the word, they've probably seen the word and just now like, oh, that's how you say it is Reiki. That's how you say that word. Um, Could you first start off with just explaining what is Reiki? Maybe a little history. Can you tell us just a little bit about what Reiki is? Yes, absolutely. 
I actually, I have to say, I love this question just because depending on who you ask, you're going to get um, different points of focus because it is such a beautiful technique that's used in a lot of different ways. But the word itself, it reminds me of like a, co a compound word in our language. Mm -hmm. It's Japanese and the first part, rei, means spirit. And the second part of the word, ki, means life force. So a lot of people loosely translate it as spiritually guided life force energy or life force energy um, pointing to that the the component of spirit the spirit mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. you know one that exists within all living things so what it is um a lot of people i would say here in the west anyway it has been used in a lot of ways to focus on our healing energetic mm -hmm. balancing but helping to reduce physical pain but what we found which actually points back to its origin is that it helps us to heal and balance on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. So not just in a physical way, but also emotionally, again, yeah. energetically, um, really revealing to us all of these different layers and components of who and what we are mm -hmm. so that we can come back into a state of wholeness, of wellness, um, aliveness, really, you know, I mean, we're so depleted from life <laughs> and yeah, yeah. all that we go through and we don't recognize how much it impacts us. So Reiki is a beautiful technique that's used to really help us to restore and rebalance on all levels of our mm -hmm. being. Hey, Queens, isn't this such a great episode? Be sure to check out the Afro-Chi Healers Directory, where you can find healers in your area offering similar services to the guests on today's podcast. If you are a healer, please be sure to join the directory so that Black women can locate your healing services and offerings. To join and view the directory, please visit AFROQI. Dot com. Okay, let's jump back into this episode. Mm -hmm. Could you explain like what it looks like um, for a listener that may want to consider having a Reiki session? Like what would it look like for them? What can they um, expect like in the environment when they're coming in for an appointment? Yeah. So if you, well, I will say, first of all, Reiki can be performed in person and also remotely. Mm -hmm. I personally love doing remote or distant sessions, mm -hmm. but in person, um, typically what will happen is you lie on a uh, massage table, fully mm -hmm. clothed. You keep your clothes on. It is not a massage. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you keep your clothes on and, um, hopefully the practitioner that you visit, they've created, you know, like a sacred space for relaxation. You may have, you know, dim lighting, some massage music, these types of things. Mm -hmm. And then you will um, experience what's called laying of hands. So some practitioners will gently place their hands on the person, on the client. Mm -hmm. um, but some also practice with the hands just hovering above the body. Okay. And what's happening is, the practitioner themselves, the best way to describe it is they are connecting to and um, uh, their own life force and universal life force energy. Again, that, that, that source of life that animates mm -hmm. all living things, right? So think of it as the practitioner has built their life force, has cultivated this life force energy to such a degree that when they connect with you and your space, it's like activating or triggering your own life force to then 
come back online and to mm -hmm. rejuvenate your own energy, to get your own energy moving and flowing. And so you start to return and rebalance to your own state of wellness. Nice. And what people experience, quite frankly, I mean, a lot of people just fall right to sleep because it mm -hmm. is very relaxing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but there uh, are some Reiki naps are the best naps. Oh, they are. They <laughs> absolutely are. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing because a lot of times we don't get that deep state mm -hmm. of rest that we need. But a lot of people will also experience um, feeling the sensation of energy moving through their system and mm -hmm. they may see colors, they may have thoughts start to come to the surface. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different yeah. ways it's experienced, but overall, overall, it's very relaxing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that is true that <clears throat> a lot of people, they have different experiences. And even right. if you come for a second or third or however many other Reiki appointments, each experience may be different for you. Yes. Um, so I always hear clients say, wow, that I didn't experience this last time, but I felt this this time. So even each time may be different. Yeah. 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 Could you speak to us a little bit specifically for the Black women who are listening? Um, could you offer them anything just specifically to them of why it's important for us Black women to engage in Reiki? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to say this honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't even realize why it was so significant um, to me and as a Black woman until I mm -hmm. got kind of deep into the practice. Mm -hmm. So what I will say is I came into Reiki uh, just as a way to alleviate stress. I worked in finance. I went through a big layoff and I was stressed out. Yeah. And um, so Reiki was recommended to me. And because mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was, I Googled it, sounded mm -hmm. interesting. And I ended up taking a class instead of having a session. Having a session. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started Reiki and learning how to meditate simultaneously. Mm. And I thought, you know, again, it was just going to help me alleviate stress. But mm -hmm. what actually happened was I started to reconnect with myself. And we hear that a lot, but it's mm -hmm. like to say something more, to make it more clear as I became more aware mm -hmm. of my own feelings, my own behaviors, where my behaviors even stemmed from. Mm -hmm. I started paying attention to how I was functioning and why. I also started to recognize how my behaviors were not only impacting me, but the world around me and how others responded to me. So as I kept going through the layers of practice, and this is why I do think it's uh, huge for everyone, but Black women in a very um, specific way, is it also started to bring into my awareness the impacts of how I was raised, mm. being a Black woman here. Mm -hmm in this country, right? So it started to bring online what has been passed down to me through my lineage, mm -hmm. again, how I was raised, how I was raised in a lot of ways to suppress my emotions, my feelings. You know, my mom was kind of like, there's nothing to cry about, suck it up and keep moving. You got stuff yeah. to do, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so what started to reveal itself was, I didn't really know how to process emotion. I, did, I wasn't even really aware of the emotions I had, you know? Yeah. And um, I just want to say as a little side note to that, many mm -hmm. years ago, I read a book called, I believe it was in this book. It was called um, 
uh, the great migration, the warmth of other suns. And this woman interviewed a lot of um, black people who had migrated from the South and went into other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And one of the people shared this story of how a lot of us were raised, how components of how we were raised were passed down from slavery, where wow. our parents were or had to be very hard or they had to be very hard on their children to protect them Mm -hmm. from being hurt by the slave masters and these things. So as you know, you move through the generations, that toughness was still being passed on Mm -hmm. in different ways. Right. So a lot of us are raised to be very strong, which is absolutely gorgeous and necessary, quite frankly, for Mm -hmm. the society we live in, but in a lot of ways it's been to our detriment. So To bring it back around to Reiki, it Mm -hmm. started to crack open and reveal to me different aspects of myself that I didn't recognize and I surely didn't recognize as wounds Mm. by Mm -hmm. any degree. So I think it is a beautiful, beautiful technique to help us return to just self-acknowledgement and self-love. Yeah. So I just want to highlight again, while a lot of people focus on it being this technique to alleviate you know, physical pain and these types mm-hmm. of things. There it's is deeper a, than that. It's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's unbelievable what you um come to recognize that's available for your healing once yeah. you come into the practice. Yeah. What what would you say would be like some of the the benefits for a black woman coming into um receiving Reiki services? What are some benefits, some outcomes she could potentially receive? Yeah. Well, one, which would be like the most obvious, I think, is the state of relaxation. Yeah. Listen, we are busy. You know Uh what I mean? Like we have (laughs) a lot going on and, you know, also a lot of pressure and stress to be successful in a lot of ways, juggling multiple things. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so coming into Reiki, um, receiving Reiki services is just like this, this, little space and time that you are giving to yourself to acknowledge you mm-hmm. and giving yourself permission to slow down, yeah. giving yourself permission to fill you back up, to put mm-hmm. you first, even if it's for that hour, like you need that restoration. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's really this beautiful sacred space that we get to journey into for ourselves very intentionally mm-hmm. going in to know like this is just for me it's just about me and nobody else absolutely and we don't carve out no. that time for ourselves no <laughs> to be selfish like being selfish is looked at as so ne- negative like oh i'm going to go do this thing for me it's like how dare you how right. dare you go do something exclusively for you for an hour right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it it goes back to, you know, people say you can't give from an empty tank and you will burn all the way out. And Mm -hmm. again, that stress and that exhaustion will manifest itself through your behaviors. And then you're going to snap at your children. You're going to snap at your partner. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. everything is going to aggravate you and annoy you unless you give yourself that time to make you a priority and really work on healing you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing about Reiki. You are healing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. I know a lot of uh, clients always ask like, well, how many sessions of these am I going to need? Like how many times do I need to come in? Like, what would you say to someone wondering that? Yeah. So 
Honestly, I think it depends on what is going on for the person because people mm -hmm. come in for different reasons. I, a lot of people come in for the physical component. You know, mm -hmm. I have clients who come in because, you know, maybe they were in a car accident or they have mm -hmm. back problems or these types of things. Then there are people who come in just for the emotional um, healing component yeah. of like self-connection, regaining that self-love and this and that. But for anyone who's new to this, mm -hmm. I recommend that you come um, quite pretty frequently, honestly. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I would say come a couple of times a week initially, yeah. just so that you can support that ongoing flow mm -hmm. movement of reconnecting to yourself. And as you start to strengthen your own life force energy and you start feeling more strong, more whole, more complete, then it may, you know, taper off to, you know, once a week, maybe once a month, mm -hmm. but definitely more frequent at the start. And depending on what you're working on, you may want to do more sessions. Do more sessions. Yeah. I, I want to say this for people who aren't familiar with energy work, because mm -hmm. this can sound kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, a lot of times I explain it to people. It's kind of like acupuncture without needles. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. also think about, again, just daily life, right? You have a lot on your mind. You have a lot that you have mm -hmm. to do. You become stressed and we carry that stress and this energy in our body. So maybe it manifests as you have sore back, sore neck, your stomach is upset. You have like all of these physical manifestations happen and it is equivalent to if you had a water hose and you grab it, and you mm -hmm. create a kink in the hose and the water starts to back up in it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happens to us. So when you come to have a Reiki session, it's as if you are slowly releasing that kink in the hose so that the water can start to flow again. Mm. So you're creating this, this allowing this flow of your own life force to mm -hmm. start to move again through the spaces where it may have become congested, blocked, mm -hmm. stuck, built up, all mm -hmm. the stress, tension, on and on. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful way of um, getting ourselves back in flow <laughs> so with it's, us. It's safe to say that coming in for like one Reiki appointment, it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not like a, I came in for Reiki, so I'll never be stressed again. Like, no, no, no. It, it, and that's absolutely a quick fix. Like, so when people, and I'll say this, and I hope, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking like, yeah, I have some stress and I need to work through some stuff give yourself the time to really work through it. So if you come in for one session, yeah, you might leave and feel mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. You might feel so good, but unless you've done something to maintain that for yourself, learn the other tools to support you in maintaining that flow for yourself. Absolutely. It is just like a quick fix that you're going to revert back into whatever your old patterns cycles, behaviors, and things were, mm -hmm. you want to work yourself out of that. <laughs> you yeah. want to come back yeah. into, again, that alignment that does take time. I mean, think about how long it took to build up all the stress and Absolutely. anxiety and whatever it was you've gone through. It's not going to just be fixed overnight. Mm -hmm. You could feel good. Yeah. You yeah. want like some real results. You have to be willing to show up to really get in there and do the work. Mm -hmm. And which is, it's such a joy being able to provide mental health therapy and Reiki for that reason. Yeah. And I'm starting to see a lot of more, uh, a lot more Reiki practitioners offering like intuitive coaching and things like that. So I'm starting to feel like Reiki practitioners are seeing like clients 
may need a little bit more than just the Reiki session. They may need a little console afterwards to say, okay, Absolutely. you know, this was the experience of your session. What's kind of going on in your life right now, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to provide a little dialogue um, after the session. So that's just something I picked up on. Like, wow, a lot of practitioners are really doing more coaching and consulting and intuitive guidance and things like that um, in combination with providing the Reiki. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, Mm -hmm. and that's what I do on my sessions. I do provide intuitive coaching as well, Mm -hmm. but part of it is because it's, um, again, like you're working on the different levels of how we process and store information. And Mm -hmm. it is very common when people receive a, um, Reiki session, again, that energy starts moving. So what that means is not only does your life's start moving and you may feel better physically, more relaxed, Mm -hmm. but you may also have like repressed feelings and emotions start to move as well. And when those things start to come to the surface, yeah, you don't want to just, you know, tell someone, okay, bye, have a great day. Like, yeah, it's (laughs) really, it's an important component to check in with people to see what did come up for them. How are they feeling? But it also, more importantly, brings them into the process of mm-hmm. their own self-healing mm-hmm. so that they can talk out whatever it was that they experienced. I think it's yeah. one of the most important parts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it just, again, when I think of Reiki, like you are always the first person that comes to mind. Um, you just have a very clear-cut way of describing Reiki and explaining energy, especially for people who may not be sure what it is and the terms and things like that. So I just thank you for your clarity on Reiki and on energy. And I know you touched on um, your journey. So it seems like for you, the way you discovered Reiki is that it was recommended for you. And instead of just hopping in and going to a Reiki session, you said, hmm, let me go and actually take a class. Let me take Reiki one and see what this thing is about. What about Reiki one? Like <laughs> made you want to continue like, hmm, I'll do Reiki two. Now I'll do, you know, what made you yeah. want to continue your journey? Well, first I want to say this, it was so interesting to me <laughs> that I ended up studying with seven or eight teachers over mm. the last, you know, years. I started in 2010 and I'm glad I did. And I'll tell you why in a moment, but, um, after taking Reiki level one, because, well, I guess I should back up and say this, there are different levels to it. So you can come for Reiki sessions, which is beautiful. But Mm -hmm. I think if you come in for a session and it really connects with you, I recommend taking classes because then you can learn again, the tools to really facilitate the self-healing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in Reiki level one, it's a lot of focus on hands-on physical connecting with yourself these types of Mm -hmm. things and again I thought that I knew myself I thought I was connected to myself I mean why would I think otherwise but after what you learn in level one especially the Reiki Gokai the Reiki principles Mm -hmm. all of these different elements and tools that you learn in Reiki level one really do again shine a light on you who you are beneath your stories, beneath any, what anyone told you, who you are beneath the projections of the world, who you are beyond, you know, your parents tried Mm -hmm. to mold you into be, you really do start to connect into recognizing like, whoa, there's more to me than what I realized. And I have a lot of choice around Mm -hmm. how I show up in the world. So yeah, I mean, and then the cherry on top was feeling energy. 
Yeah. I mean, it was like magic, yes. you know, like, oh my gosh, what is this that I'm feeling in my hands? <laughs> what is this? What's going on? I could feel energy moving. It's crazy. So honey, yeah. After level one, I was all the way in. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to see what else <laughs> this Reiki stuff is about. Yeah. Nice. That was the same for me. Went to Reiki one and I was like mind blown. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> and, you know, I will say this too, because again, you know, sometimes uh, people think Reiki is just for like, oh, I'm in pain. Like, no. And I have said a lot on my podcast that it's a way of life. And mm, the yes. reason I say that is because um, there, again, are different components to the practice that really point to how we can live in harmony with ourselves mm -hmm. and, you know, with each other. So aside from the hands-on, which a lot of people are familiar with in level one, you learn what I just mentioned, the Reiki Gokai or the Reiki principles, and they really can be looked at as like a code of ethics, Absolutely. Like short little, you know, lines yep. that help you to really focus the mind and redirect mm -hmm. your attention to how you're showing up and how yep. you're treating yourself and how you're treating other people. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful technique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my students, especially those who come for Reiki too, I'm like, okay, Reiki one, you learned, you know, about Reiki and how to like, quote unquote, do Reiki, right? Yes. But in level two, now you're about to learn how to become Reiki. Like you yeah. are Reiki. Reiki is you. Like this is a lifestyle. And I always tell people that, they're like, okay, I'm ready for level two. I'm like, are you sure? Because mm -hmm. this is a <laughs> lifestyle. Like, there's no turning back after your level two attunement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would yeah. you say? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. You just had me thinking. and <laughs> Thinking, yeah. yeah. What, what would you say for the healer listening that maybe be, maybe they're practicing some other energy techniques, or maybe somebody who was just like you and I, who was curious about it and wanted to learn more and just got wrapped in this whole Reiki thing, for somebody who wants to get started, like where do they start? What would you recommend? Yeah, so first I would say one of the best things to do is find a teacher, but research the teacher, you know. Mm -hmm. So what has happened is Reiki has, um, become very popular. And now there are several different lineages of Reiki and different styles of Reiki and all of these things. So I think one of the best things you can do, first of all, is think of your own personal intention around it. Like, what is it you want to gain from this? What is it you want to learn? What do you want to understand? And then as you're looking for a teacher, you'll see if what they focus on is in alignment with what it is you want to do. And so yeah. trust feeling some kind of resonance with who you find, right? Mm -hmm. um, also, I always say you want to have a teacher who practices their practice. Because, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, a lot of people, they may teach, but they're not necessarily practicing. And again, it's something that um, you can kind of get a sense of just from looking at their site, reading what they're about, or a mm -hmm. lot of teachers, you can email them and they will gladly have like a mini phone call with you to yep. talk about, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, I know that you're going to have a directory, so that's yes. a great resource. And yeah, but definitely um, finding a teacher that you feel aligned with is a good start. Mm -hmm. But even if you get in and take a class, 
it really isn't going to matter unless you're also committed to practicing your practice. Okay. Very. Don't let it stay in the class. <laughs> what Yolanda, you learn, take you it and practice. Really hitting, hitting it on the head with that. I tell my students all the time, mm-hmm. once you leave this class, you, and, and with Reiki, it's not like if you don't use it, you lose it. But it's like, if you don't use it, then you, you're not using it. Like, right. You know, you're, you're not using it. And you mentioned, um, Uh, for those wanting to look for a class and a teacher to go out and research and find a teacher that matches. And I love to offer consultations because I'm curious to know who is signing up for my training. Mm -hmm. What are your intentions? Are you sure? How did you hear about Reiki? What do you already know? What is it that you want to learn? So I kind of do like a little vetting as well, just to be sure, you know, you're going into this with the right intentions versus, eh, I don't know. Oh, I had a teacher who had a full blown (laughs) intake form. Like she interviewed you as her student. (laughs) Real talk. Like she was Mm -hmm. not taking you if she didn't feel like you were aligned for her. She she wouldn't accept you as a student. But one of the things you just said reminded me of, um, again, for, because I always have to remember not everyone is familiar with energy work, but Mm -hmm. you think about all of these different practices in different cultures, right? Like, Mm -hmm you know, there's, we can look at yoga and there's a lot of focus on the breath, prana, your life Mm -hmm. force. You can Mm -hmm. look at practices like martial arts, where a lot of people think it's about the fighting, but really the focus is on cultivating that life force and be able to intentionally direct that life force energy. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, Tai Chi, all of these practices from all of these cultures that focus on the cultivation and building of your life force. And Mm -hmm. then also having the discipline of a disciplined mind, managing your own mind, your emotion, your own will, which it, a lot of us are functioning from autopilot and don't even recognize it. Right. So So when you come to a Reiki class and you get what's called an attunement or some call it an initiation, it's like activating that, that light (laughs) of remembrance within you of like, oh, like that, that divine essence within all living things. Mm -hmm. But again, it's up to you to cultivate and nurture and start to embody that aspect of the self. So in a very basic way, I tell people to think of, you know, that depiction of like the angel and the devil on your shoulder, Mm -hmm. like we all have the angel and the devil, that aspect of you, the angel part, That's like your higher consciousness, your higher awareness, your higher mind. You know what's right. You know what's the right thing to do, right? So many times we're aware of it, but we ignore it because we want to go with the devil on the shoulder because we are mad. We want, you know, our ego is screaming up and down, whatever it may be. So these practices help you to get more into alignment and harmonizing with that higher aspect of yourself. And that's what this is really about, like rediscovering that part of your nature, that divine essence of life, that Mm. goodness (laughs) within you and starting to live and function from that state of being. I mean, it's a practice. I mean, you know, it is, you got to keep trying, but. And I imagine there are some people who learn Reiki and then just I guess never do anything with it, but why would you do that? (laughs) Well, but that's the thing because we live, think of the culture we live in, right? Everything's Mm -hmm. immediate. You could order on Amazon and it'll be on your doorstep by the morning, right? We want everything right now. And so when it comes to practices like this, a lot of people want to like 
push a button on the forehead and say like, oh, I'm, I'm enlightened. I'm better now. Mm. No, it's, it goes back to the person that has one session. Yeah. It'll be a moment of like, Ooh, that felt good. I feel right. I feel aligned. Okay. But how do you maintain it? Yes. You yes. have to do the work to cultivate and maintain and practice for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one who can do it. Mm-hmm. So we have these beautiful techniques like Reiki that give us the tools and outline a structure to help us learn how to come back into our true state. Yeah. This healthy yeah. whole state of being. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) You and me both. So guys, if you are like, ah, I love Reiki or I want to learn more, please make sure you check out Yolanda's podcast, Reiki Radio. I mean, it is an amazing, amazing podcast. I told y'all that's probably like one of the few podcasts that I listen to because you know, I'm a weirdo. You guys know that by now. <laughs> like listening to different stuff, just not your everyday stuff. And I just love the topics that you cover and the guests that you have on um, that share the many different ways that they are using Reiki. Like yeah. it can literally be used anywhere and everywhere. And the thing with energy, like you mentioned, you can have distant Reiki sessions. Right. For the busy black women, I get a lot of those who just can't find the time to come in and lay down and have an appointment. And that's fine because they're able to engage in energy. I mean, I'm sorry, in, um, in a distant session, because that's just how energy works. You don't have to be physically present. No. And the beauty is it really highlights our connection Mm -hmm. that we really are not separate from each other. And, you know, I, this is the last thing I want to say. I told you at the beginning, I, I'm so thankful that you've created this podcast and I think it's so important. And um, it's one of the things when I started in this, I thought like, wow, I really want to bring this to my community because I didn't see a lot of it mm-hmm. and because of how powerful it really is and how healing it is in ways that you have to experience it to really understand. Absolutely. Yeah. I am so thankful to see that you are doing this in this way. And so again, thank, thank you so much you. for having me. Yes. And thank you so much for being here and and sharing your insight and your perspective on Reiki. I thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for joining us this week on the Afro Chi podcast. Be sure to visit our website at afroqi.com. And on all social media platforms at The Afro QI. Subscribe to this podcast now so you never miss a show.